Did you know that even if you're not an RV owner or a regular camper, that a campground is a great place to host an event? Did you know that many campgrounds offer cabins, RV rentals, and tent sites that make camping accessible to everyone? On today's show, Wendy Hilton, co-owner with Trish Corlew of the Hip Homeschool Mom website, talk about their experience hosting an event at Jellystone Campground in Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. They were loving and learning in comfort and style. Stay tuned. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and do things with other adventurous and curious women. We camp like girls in tents, vans, travel trailers, motorhomes, and even cars. We travel solo and in groups to girl camping gatherings, large and small, to bucket list destinations with friends, or on our own to wherever the wind blows us. On this show, we'll talk about the qualities of a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party and you're invited. Stay tuned while we share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Today's episode is brought to you by our consortium of girl camper friendly RV dealerships. General RV with 12 locations in the U.S., Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee. Also providing sponsorship are our friends at Campco Manufacturing, makers of over 4,000 products for your RV, boat, and tailgating needs. And of course, Liberty Outdoors, manufacturers of the award-winning Max and Mini Max travel trailers. Thank you, Girl Camper Sponsors, for allowing me to bring great RV content to outdoor enthusiasts everywhere. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster, and this is Episode 171 of Girl Camper, the Podcast. On today's show, my guest is Wendy Hilton. Wendy and her business partner, Trish Corlew, are the owners of the Hip Homeschool Moms website. They create enrichment trips around the country for homeschooling families. They have recently stumbled onto the perks of an RV vacation. They just did a great trip to Jellystone Park at Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. So she's here today to talk about camping vacations, the Jellystone Campground, and all the things you can do at Mammoth Cave. Before our interview with Wendy, though, I have a message from our friends at Campco. You know Campco. They make things. Things for grilling, things for tailgating, things for RVing, things for boating, things for camping, things for having fun in the outdoors. And I have a fun item from Campco that I want to share with you this week. It's the Campco Portable Mat. It's a great accessory to have in your camper because this thing folds down so small. You can use it in front of your camper as a mat. You could take it to the beach and fold it out and sit on it. You could use it on the grass when you're having a picnic. It's a great little item that folds up and has two great little handles to carry it. It's durable, mildew resistant. It folds out to 60 by 78, but when it's folded up, it's only 10 and a half inches by 15 inches. Super easy to clean with soap and water. 
This great little item costs $24.75 on Amazon. And when you think about that, using this in front of your camper as a mat, $24.75 for a mat that size in front of your camper is a good deal. But the deal gets even better because they have a Girl Camper coupon code. And that code is 3WWW10. So if you go on Amazon, you can purchase this and get an extra 10% off an already great price. So thank you, Campco, for all you do. Thank you for the special. They really are making life at the campsite better. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute with Wendy. Welcome back, everyone. On today's show, it is my pleasure to welcome one half of the two coolest homeschool moms I know, Wendy Hilton. Wendy and her friend Trish Corlew are the co-owners of Hip Homeschool Moms, and they're on their path to becoming campers. They recently took a trip to Mammoth Cave, Kentucky, and today Wendy is here to share all of the fun they had and their impressions on camping, kids, Jellystone Park, as well as some tips for those that might be visiting Mammoth Cave in the future. Wendy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I, um, I'm sorry that Trish couldn't be on with us today, but uh, you and I will carry on and talk about camping. Well, I know what it's like. You like it. You're, you're, you two are a tag team, and you've got some pretty big stuff going on there at the Hip Homeschool Moms. And I got to tell you, I wish that was in existence um, when I was homeschooling 15 years ago. I know. My son, I have two grown children, and then my 16-year-old is the one who normally travels with me a lot now. And then Trish has three teenage boys who travel with her. And so my older two kids want to know why we didn't do this when they were younger and they were homeschooling. So um, unfortunately, we started the business just a little bit too late for them. So <laughs> the younger ones get to enjoy it and the older yeah. ones missed out. So I'm sorry. <laughs> well, my, my older two are 10 and 13 years older than the youngest. And, and they often say, man, it pays to be the youngest around here. <laughs> That's she got true. to do so many things they never got to do. Yeah, that really well, is that, true. That's one of the that's one of the perks of homeschooling. You know, we we homeschooled our daughter because of learning disabilities, but she was on a ski club. She took riding lessons. She had a sheep in 4-H. She did so much hands-on stuff. And this is what you guys are doing. And you do this by creating events that you call HEART. Tell us what HEART stands for. Right. Those are our homeschool educational adventure road trips. And what that really means is we have road trips where groups of homeschooling families and we often have well, we always have homeschooling families from all over the country, which is a lot of fun. So we meet at whatever destination it is that we're going to for that trip. And we do all sorts of educational activities. We do things where we're just kind of hanging out and having a good time and kind of mixing and mingling and getting to know people from other parts of the country. But it's all with homeschooling families. So we have moms, dads, kids. Uh, we have more and more grandparents who are going with us, which is lots of fun. And so we just want to um, we just want to have a good time doing educational activities. But we also really promote the community part of it 
because we want our families to just get to know each other and, um, you know, kind of form those relationships with other families, other kids, other adults who also homeschool. We have that in common. Well, and you know, I got to tell you, a campground or RV park is just the perfect platform for that kind of a thing. And it's it's my understanding that in the past you've been holding these heart events at hotels, and now you just recently hosted this at the Jellystone Campground in Mammoth Cave. So tell me how that whole RV park experience changes the dynamic for your groups. Well, to be honest, we really, when we first started our uh, homeschool road trips division about five years ago, we really, we had no idea how different the RV camping and park model trips would be from those where we stayed in hotels and that sort of thing. And we absolutely positively loved staying at the Jellystone in Cave City, Kentucky, it really was, it was so different than our trips where we stay in hotels and we kind of, we didn't really know what to expect because that was new to us and we just fell in love with it on that trip. We absolutely love it. It definitely will, we'll definitely be doing more of that in the future. And we found that it just promotes what we really want to promote, which is that community part, the having time to eat meals with other families, having time to just kind of hang out and do fun things. And um, even within our own families, it gave us time to cook together, to eat meals together, to sit by the campfire and make s'mores or read books or play games or things like that, that you really just can't get so much in a hotel kind of situation. Yeah, I would imagine when you're trying to keep kids quiet in a hotel, that has got to actually end up being something stressful rather than something relaxing. Right, right. And so this really gave us a chance. You know, we had, for example, one night we had a great big bonfire where everybody who was there, anybody who wanted to, there were about 150 of us who went on that trip together. And we just had this huge bonfire and we made s'mores and we just had time to talk to each other, get to know families from all over the place. The kids were all running around and playing. And of course, you know how kids are. They just immediately make friends with each other. And the parents, because we have homeschooling in common, it was really easy for us to get to know each other too as parents. So we just had that time to spend together to hit it off and and make you know, develop those friendships. Yeah. And, you know, I, I took a look at that Jellystone Park. You guys were at it. It just looks like like Vegas for kids. That looks like the <laughs> most fun. Like, I can't imagine, like, every year the kids go on the homeschool enrichment and you're in a hotel and there's a parent who's taking you up and down in the elevator to make sure you're safe because the park is, the hotel is full of strangers as well as you. And then all of a sudden you're in a Jellystone Park and the kids are like in their own private neighborhood riding their bikes and going to the bouncy pillow in the pool and so much stuff to do. Well, that was another thing that because we are not seasoned RV campers, that was really a surprise to us. It was so nice for our kids to just, like you said, to be able to ride their bikes, to be able to you know, cross a few campers over or a few campsites over and get together and 
eat meals together and play games and things like that. And we really didn't have to worry about them. We didn't have to wonder, like you said, about them being on an elevator or um, having to move several floors over to visit somebody. We were all right there. We could kind of see from one campsite to another. We knew that our kids were safe, that they were having fun. And another thing we were really surprised about, we just really didn't have any idea how many activities are offered at these parks like this. And it was really nice because some of the time it's nice to be able to just sit around the campfire and just chat and tell stories and things like that, especially those of us who have teenagers, who have older kids. So we had that time, that sort of bonding time and visiting time with them. But there were also so many activities. So we found that if you want to be busy, there's a lot to do. And, you know, younger kids typically want to stay busier and involved in more activities. They need more to do to stay busy and have fun. So there were so many things. There was mini golf. They had movies at the amphitheater. They had um, candy bar bingo, which was something we particularly enjoyed. Oh, that sounds fun. (laughs) It was lovely. It was lovely. We played bingo for candy bars. And um, one of Trisha's boys won the grand prize and literally won a huge bag full of candy bars. And so we made the sacrifice and helped him eat them. (laughs) That was good of um, you. Yeah, we, we, we did. We felt like we should do that for him. You're and, troopers. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> um, there were scavenger hunts. There were arts and crafts. And our kids, which younger kids would enjoy this too, but our kids being older really enjoyed tie-dyeing t-shirts. That was something that Trisha's family did with my family that we really loved. They had laser tag. And now the time of year that we went, there were not as many of the water park activities available just because it was cooler weather mm-hmm. but they have some fantastic warm weather activities as far as their water park and things like that too well that's another thing that i always find like a, if even if you were not an RVer, like you're new to camping but i always say this to people like have your family reunion, have your girlfriend get together at an RV park. You don't have to leave the grounds to go someplace. There are so many great things to do in RV parks that, and you don't have to pay those extra fees for the water park and the mini golf and all that. It's all right there. Right. And and that's what we, we loved. We just, like I said, we had no idea that whether you want to stay busy all the time or whether you just want to kind of relax with your family or your friends, you can do it there. And it was it was so nice. I I took a look at the Jellystone you guys were at when I was preparing to call you. And I just had it in my head that sometime in October when all the kids are going back to school and the weather is nice and cool, this would be such a fun place for the girl campers to go. Oh, it was wonderful. It yeah. was absolutely wonderful. They just got through redoing that park. And the cabins are absolutely gorgeous. Um, the The campgrounds are just beautiful. I mean, we just couldn't have been happier with what was available there. We loved it. So let's talk about camping itself for a minute. Because I, it, I, you and I met in Salt Lake City, and I enjoyed meeting you so much. And you were just a highlight of that trip for me, just getting oh, able to you. chat with you, too. And, <laughs> you know, we're women entrepreneurs. We're really in the same business, but in, in kind of different um, genres there. But 
we had so much fun chatting. And I, when I was looking um, at you guys, like you were not campers, as I recall, when we were sitting at breakfast at the hotel. This is all totally new to you. So is camping something that you could imagine being on your radar when your children are raised and you're an empty nester? Can you see yourself being a girl camper? Oh, yes, ma'am, absolutely. <laughs> um, it was. Again, this was really just such a nice surprise for us. Now, my family, I actually grew up tent camping where we, you know, hiked down to the river and set up our tent and, uh, you know, carried everything that we needed with us in bags and things like that. And Cardio so that camping. Really- Yes, yes, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. So that was the only kind of camping that I had ever done. And I have to say, I was pretty happy about the differences in the RV park and cabin camping as compared to tent camping. And honestly, um, now... I just, you know, when I was a kid and a teenager and even a very young adult, I didn't mind packing up everything and carrying it all and going camping. But RV camping and and uh, staying at the campgrounds in the cabins was so nice because you kind of have the conveniences of sort of being at home with your kitchen and your mm-hmm. bathroom and a bed to sleep in and yes. all those things that you really don't get with tent camping, but then you still have the camping experience with the campgrounds. And uh, for example, when Trish and I and our kids went camping in North Java in New York, we visited with our neighbors that were around us in the surrounding campgrounds. And one evening we just went to the campground near us, I mean, to a campsite near us and enjoyed their campfire and singing songs around the campfire and things like that. And it was just so nice. I want to talk about that trip for a minute because this is very different from what you did at the Jellystone where you stayed in one of their beautiful park model cabins. And I, I looked those up and they're really, they have so many of them. So you can really accommodate a crowd at that Jellystone. But when you did this trip to New York, was that your first time in a motor home? It was. So tell us what you did, because you're a total newbie to motorhomes. Yes, and I have to be honest and just say that Trish and I, (coughs) excuse me, that Trish and I were concerned about driving the RVs just because it was something we had never done before. And I think the ones we drove were maybe 36 feet. Uh, Trish has teenage boys, and I have a teenage daughter, my youngest, that still travels with me. And so we had to have two separate RVs while we were there. So the thought of driving those RVs to the the park where we stayed scared us to death because it was brand <laughs> new to us. Yeah, and you'd be so, it would be foolish to think that you wouldn't be a little hesitant. Yes, but what was so nice was that it only took us such a short time. I mean, literally a few minutes to just really get comfortable and feel like, okay, all right, well, we can do this. And to get over that fear and worry about doing it and to instead just know, okay, all right, we can do this. This is not really scary at all. And so by the time we drove the couple of hours or so that it took us to get to the campground, we just felt like, you know, we knew what we were doing. And we thought, okay, if we do this in the future, 
we won't spend the whole night before being worried about it. We'll feel confident that we yeah. can do this. Yeah, and you know what? I, I tell that to people, too, because I'm a tower. I, I tow a travel trailer, but I went out and rented a Class C motorhome over the winter and towed it from Los Angeles to Palm Desert. And really, the 405 in L.A. is not where a person normally wants to start <laughs> um, um, driving a big motorhome, but... I was only in that thing for about five miles before I realized this is my truck, but bigger. It's right. It, it operates just the same. It didn't take me long at all to get comfortable. But of course, I stayed very focused. I wasn't playing with the radio and worrying about a playlist. You know, my husband right. was in the passenger seat because there was no thought that he was going to drive. It was <laughs> absolutely going to be me driving it. And, um, you know, almost immediately, I felt very comfortable, but I did minimize the external things coming in, you know, like just right. focus on that driving and it, it didn't take long at all. But I can understand people's trepidation about it. Like, I think it would be foolish if you didn't feel some level of healthy fear. Right, right. Well, and that's kind of what um, that's kind of what we discovered. And um, of course, we were a little hesitant because it was a brand new experience. And usually before you do anything you've never done before, you're a little concerned about it. Yeah. But we just got comfortable with it so quickly and learned that, okay, we don't, there's nobody to really be frightened of it. Like you said, it's good to be cautious and aware, but it's really not the scary experience that we kind of had expected it to be. Now, how would you compare the Class C motorhome to the cabin camping? Well, I was kind of surprised that um, as far as being inside and what's available inside both of them, the RV and the, the cabin, there's really not a lot of difference. I expected that it would be completely different. And now the cabin... The park model RV um, cabin that we stayed in was a little bit bigger, so that was nice because when we drove the RVs and uh, stayed in them, it was just my daughter and me for that trip. And then when we were at Mammoth Cave and stayed in the park model RV, there were four of us. I had two of my daughters, my husband, and myself. So the um, park model RV was a little bit larger, but... And it did look on the inside a little bit more like a like a cabin than an RV. It actually had two bedrooms that closed off, and the kitchen was a little bit bigger. So there were some differences, mm -hmm. but um, but we really enjoyed both. And I liked the advantage of being able to move, you know, drive the RV from one location to another, and have our food and our belongings and all that in the RV mm -hmm. and be able to move from one place to another with it. Yeah. Uh, the park model RV um, cabin was super nice. And so we really totally enjoyed both. Is there something that either your daughter or Trisha's teenage boys particularly love about camping? You know, I have to say, honestly, because we have teenagers and because our teenagers are all at the ages where they'll be leaving the nest pretty soon, Trisha's youngest is 15 and my youngest is 16, they all said to us at some point during our camping trips how much they loved just having downtime with yeah. us. Because, you know, when you're at home, 
especially when you're women entrepreneurs like Trish and I are, we work from home. We don't have offices that we go to. And so it's easy to be distracted by our work because our work is always there I know. at the house with us. And so our kids all said, you know, it was really nice to just spend some time sitting around the campfire, um, telling stories. We played board games outside on the picnic table by the campfire. Um, Trisha's son, Blake, who the 15-year-old, her 15-year-old, did a lot of the cooking and but he did it in my RV, and then Mary Grace and I did a lot of the cleaning up after meals. And even the cooking and the cleaning up gave us a chance to interact and just chat with each other that maybe we wouldn't have taken that time at home because there are the distractions and there's always something that needs to be done and there's always work to do. And then our kids always have schoolwork and other activities and things. So we totally loved just having that time to spend together uninterrupted. And I do love that about camping. Uh, it's not that often that we get our youngest, but she did She did come to Colorado with us last year, and we were up 11,000 feet up on the uh, Grand Mesa in western Colorado. No Wi-Fi, no signal, no nothing. She was absolutely yeah. forced to communicate with us. <laughs> and, you know, the first day it was a lot of kind of sulking and, okay, I'm coming. By day three, I'm sitting with my coffee cup in my sister-in-law and I'm watching her play with her three and four-year-old cousins, play tag with them, run around with them, throw rocks with them, explore the um, lakefront with them. And it, it was wonderful to see her let go every day of a little bit more of the world and engage in the moment. It, it's really, it's the biggest perk of camping. Oh, yes. And we loved that, too. And honestly, Trish, because Trish lives in Tennessee and I'm in Mississippi, our kids don't get to spend a lot of time together. And it was really nice for them. They just took some time, uh, a couple of the different days that we were there, just to walk around the, the whole area, the whole uh, Jellystone. And just yeah. Kind of visit and look around and explore. And we felt like they were completely safe to do that. Um, and it was... It was just nice to be able to to know that they were spending time together and having a good time, but that they were safe and would come back then and visit with us and we could do things together. So it was a great experience. I picture myself in 10 years. I don't have any grandchildren, but I, I know so many of the girl campers who do and they camp with their grandchildren. And I, I would love to do a grandma and grandkids camp out. <laughs> I'll have to borrow oh, somebody's. That be, but that, I know. Yeah, that you know, so much fun. Kids feel like so autonomous when they're allowed to like walk around without an adult. It's a real rite of passage. Right, right. And I found too that when we did the Mammoth Cave trip, our kids, because they are older and are teenagers, just kind of took the younger kids sort of under their wings and they played with them. They watched after them. They helped them if we were doing an art activity or if we were making s'mores or when we did our scavenger hunt, things like that, our older kids just helped the younger kids as if they were their own cousins or neighbors yeah. or whatever. And that was really nice. It was a great, of course, the younger kids thought that was fantastic because they had the attention of the big kids. Yeah. They and look up our, to them. Yeah. Yeah. And then our older kids, have a chance to sort of develop a little bit of responsibility and um, and honestly 
to just have fun with kids who aren't necessarily their own ages, but just enjoy spending time with lots of other kids of lots of other ages. And then the parents could just relax and and get to know other parents. It was really nice. Well, Mammoth Cave is a fantastic tourist area. I have not been there in the longest time, but I, I remember it well from my own childhood because... We were camping at Mammoth Cave on my 12th birthday. It's it's why I remember it. And, you know, there were seven of us and my five cousins, so 12 kids and four adults. And um, we, were, we were not allowed to go in the gift shop. <laughs> like, my mother just did not even open that door. But since I was there on my 12th birthday, my parents let me go in the gift shop and get a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a big group shop, but I remember the caves so well. Tell us about touring the caves in Mammoth Cave. Well, there were several things because that particular trip was one of our heart trips that we did through Homeschool Road Trips, um, which is a division of Hip Homeschool Moms. And so we actually went to three different caves. We went to Diamond Caverns. And um, Diamond Caverns is absolutely beautiful. We just really enjoyed touring there. We That cave system has been open for about 140 years to the public. Um, we also did Hidden River Cave and Crystal Onyx Cave. And there were the interesting thing is there are different things to do in each of these areas. For example, at Hidden River Cave, they have the American Cave Museum. And so that tells about the natural history of the caves. It's kind of history and science, but there are lots of fun things to do there as well. That is actually where we went zip lining and rappelling. So for us, yeah, for us, the zip lining and rappelling were add-ons so that the families who didn't necessarily want to do those things didn't have to, but the families who wanted to could and then and for those who are who are not spelunkers who, you know, might want to do <laughs> one cave but then find something else to do, there's so many other things to do there. Oh, yes. Yes. So we, we totally, totally enjoyed that. Um, we went to the Corvette Museum where we saw, gosh, I don't know how many different kinds of Corvettes. And they talked about the history of Corvettes and um, different people who had been influential in their development. And we also saw some information about the sinkhole that I'm sure a lot of people have heard about in February of 2014 that swallowed up eight of the Corvettes there. Oh, so yeah. they have a display that talks about the sinkhole and how that happened. So, of course, the kids thought that was really interesting. Um, <laughs> Were they able then, to retrieve them? Yes, they did retrieve them. In fact, um Quite a few of them they have in a showroom where we actually got to see. Now, some of them they had um, sort of fixed up and done some repairs to, and then they had some that were there that you could see the condition that they were when they retrieved them from the bottom of that sinkhole, which was really interesting. So we got to see, you know, how they looked, and they had a video. There was actually a surveillance camera that was on at the time that it happened, so we got to see that video footage of of the actual event too. Oh, I, I I remember seeing that on the news. What what caused the sinkhole? Well, there they didn't realize that there was the the sinkhole, you know, the open space under the ground. And um so I assume that just over time that the um integrity of the 
underground, under where the museum was, you know, just over time degraded, eroded, whatever you want to say. And um, so thankfully, when the sinkhole actually opened up and swallowed those Corvettes, it was after hours. So there was nobody hurt when it actually happened because the the museum wasn't open at the moment that it happened. Yeah. Well, Trish, it sounds like, or or Wendy, I'm sorry, it sounds (laughs) like this trip was so much fun. Are you planning a future um, heart trip at another RV park? Is this going to be a new thing? Well, we are definitely going to do a lot of a lot more RV park camping on our future trips. Um, our next trip is actually coming up in October, and that will be to New Mexico. And we plan to have some RV campers meet us there and stay with us there. So those who have RVs and want to to bring those and stay in their RVs while we're there. We're actually in the process of making those plans right this moment. And so hopefully by the time this airs, we'll have all those details in order and be able to share those. But yes, we definitely plan to incorporate more RV camping and RV parks into our future trips. We sure do. When you get to that trip in October from one homeschooling mom to another, I want you to encourage those homeschool moms to not wait until the kids are out of the nest to become girl campers now. We will do that. I literally felt that that girl camping saved my life when I was homeschooling. (laughs) Um, When I first um, learned about girl camping, I was homeschooling my youngest daughter. And my husband said to me, this sounds like something you should join. And I said, well, how could I join that now? I have a second grader, for crying out loud. Second grade moms don't go off camping with their girlfriends. And he, he looked me square in the eye and he said, yes, they do. If they don't want to lose their minds. And because our daughter was so much younger than all my friends' children, um, he said to me, you know, everyone you know is going to be done in three or four years and you're going to be at the science fair. And you better put something in your path that you look forward to other than, you know, the next week's curriculum. And so that's what I did. I camped three times in the spring, April, May. Uh, usually March, April, May, did a trip then. And then I did three trips in the fall, like September, October, and sometimes November. So I had these like five trips a year, just one weekend each of those months. And just the anticipation of that and having something outside of my homeschooling world to look forward to, it saved me. It just it just gave me something um, to get myself out of my house in my head and do something for myself. So I want you to tell those homeschool moms that they don't have to wait um, until their kids graduate from high school. It's okay to come now. (laughs) Well, and it is. And that's a good point, too. So often we homeschool moms pour ourselves completely into our children. You do. And that's fantastic because, as you know, with grown kids, they'll be gone before you know it. But at the same time, it really is important to develop those friendships and do some things that you enjoy just to kind of stay um, refreshed and stay so that you can really do your best for your kids. Yeah. And that's something we need to do for ourselves and not feel guilty about. I agree. And I was one of those moms that thought, you know, the more I could give my kids, the better mom I was being. And I I was really depleting myself in the process. And it, it was my husband who said, stop, just stop. 
you know, you got to He made me buy the camper. He made me. (laughs) So he's my superhero. And um, (laughs) and so, you know, even if you don't have a camper, you know, I I was lucky enough that um, I had a wonderful uncle who gave me the money to buy that camper. And um, so it was certainly not in my budget at the time with two kids in college and one in elementary school. Um, But. There were so many women who came with us and just stayed in a rented cabin or stayed in a tent or car camp. There's so many ways to camp like a girl. So I appreciate your coming on, Wendy, and sharing everything with us. I love what you're doing, and I love that you're incorporating the RV and camping world into it. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. I completely enjoyed it. and. We love RV camping. We love the campsites, the places that we've stayed. We definitely plan to incorporate more of it. And you will probably see us pretty soon at one of your girl camper events, too. So you need to get ready. I am ready. Anytime you (laughs) want to bring those girls my way, you let me know. I'll roll out the red carpet. (laughs) All right. All right. Wendy, thanks so much for coming on. Happy trails to you. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to thank my guest, Wendy Hilton, for coming on and sharing her strategy for throwing a great party at a campground. You can find all of Wendy and Trisha's links on the blog post associated with this podcast. You just got to head over to girlcamper.com and while you're there, sign up for our newsletter. I'd also like to thank our friends at General RV. General RV is the nation's largest family-owned RV dealership. They have 12 full-service locations, a massive, and I do mean massive, inventory of over 5,000 RVs and over 500 fully equipped service bays. It's really hard to imagine that all of this grew from a service station in Detroit, but that's how this still family-owned business began way back in 1953. And I can tell you this, their sustained growth has been fueled by a commitment to provide world-class service to their customers. They are constantly up in the game. They are constantly um, improving their facilities, and they just raise the bar on themselves all the time. So General RV, they have 12 superstore locations across the nation, including six in Michigan, two in Florida, and one each in Ohio, Utah, Illinois, and Virginia. General RV, they're the nation's largest family-owned dealership, and they want you to join the General RV family. Why wouldn't you want to? (laughs) They're the best. Thanks, General RV. I'd also like to thank our sponsors at Huntington, West Virginia, Setzer's World of Camping, and of course, Bankston's Motorhomes in uh, Alabama with three locations and two more locations in Tennessee. And our friends at Camp Co. who are always making life prettier, cleaner, sharper, everything at the campground. And of course, Liberty Outdoors, makers of that great Max trailer, which has taken me places. I'm going places and doing things in my Max trailer, and I'm loving every minute of it. So thank you, Liberty Outdoors. That's a wrap, everybody. I hope you have a great week. Happy trails. Happy trails.